permitirte soñar, permitir crear que todo en tu mente, todo lo que tú te imagines, lo, lo puedas lograr. Yes, you heard right. That was Spanish, and that was our guest today telling you to allow yourself to dream, to allow yourself to create in your mind, and that everything you can imagine, you can achieve. Our guest today is from Venezuela, and we wanted to give him the opportunity to do part of the interview in Spanish, because change doesn't just occur in English. We want to represent global voices and break down language barriers to the extent possible. As he was a little nervous about speaking English, I wanted to meet him halfway and lean into the discomfort he might be feeling by conducting a portion of the interview in Spanish. So, don't be alarmed when the conversation shifts to Spanish. Translations will be provided at the end of the episode. The conversation will shift to Spanish at the 18 minute 30 second mark, and if you'd like to skip that portion, you can skip to the 25 minute mark. Moving the Needles presents Sewing Change, a podcast exploring change in all of its forms. Change can be small, subtle, and nuanced, and we're here to show you that you can be a change maker wherever you are. Today's guest on the show is Anibal Rocheta. Anibal Rocheta is a professional adventure guide, videographer, and photographer originally from Venezuela. Anibal led mountain expeditions in South America and Venezuelan tourism initiatives through TV programs, training, and advocacy in ecotourism and adventure. For over 15 years, Anibal was a mountain guide in the Sierra de San Luis, where his love and passion for nature began. He has a double degree in tourism services and tourism promotion and marketing, and he currently lives in Portland, Oregon, and is developing a 4K adventure project called Loco por la Aventura. Anibal, welcome to Sewing Change. Thank you. So you're originally from Venezuela, and you've been mountaineering and involved in adventure sports since you lived there. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got involved in mountaineering in the first place? Yes, absolutely. So the first time, um, you know, I'm getting involved, it's like a, when I was a child, I remember maybe when I was like a seven years old, uh, I would stay with my family in the shopping center, on the, you know, the mall. And I just see the, you know, a little outdoor, outdoor spot, a store, they say like, oh, this is a thing. I, you know, I, I check in, you know, maybe the comics are, you know, uh, I, I never been, you know, to the, go to the outdoorsy. It's like, a, oh, I would you like going to the mountains? And, you know, when you was a child, you're, uh, you have a little inspiration when you watch the movies or the series or whatever. And it, I think this is the, the, my first experience when I was a child. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, and then I understand that you left Venezuela because of the political situation there and came to the U.S., um, so can you tell me more about what led you to that decision and what that journey was like? Yeah, well, yeah, unfortunately, I left behind my country because, you know, the political situation is very tough. But five five years ago, when I decided to move from, from USA, I just, okay, I just start from zero. Uh, I just start, okay, we want to, you know, left my country, I started fresh and you know, looking at the, the better quality for my life, um, for my family. 
And yeah, this is uh, the main reason I I just left my my country because the the things you know is very worse every day. You know, you feel like a trap into the cage. You know, you feel a little pressure. You know, you know with the government over you know the population in general. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I I don't I don't feel very comfortable with this feeling. Mm. How long did it take you to make that decision? Because it seems like a very big decision to make. Yeah, well, yeah, it's pretty hard because uh, in my country, I, I have my, my own company. I have my, my, my house, everything. And, you know, I, I finished my career there. Um, even I married there, everything. After marriage, I just decided. Oh, so I start, you know, a new life with a, I, I, I don't like, you know, how, how I feel in this moment. And just say, oh, okay, so we need to move. Um, I think we spent like a three or four months before, you know, decide to, to move to, to a different country. I see. And who did you move with? Did you just move here with your wife, the two of you? Uh, so basically we put uh, many options on the table. It's like, uh, okay, we have a USA and we have many Canada. But, you know, when you, you're thinking to immigrate, you need to check it out many, many steps before because, you know, the money, do you need to emigrate or, you know, the status? What is the process do you apply for, you know, for moving to another country? And yeah, in the, in the, in the first instant, so my wife, uh, she want to improve her English. Um, yeah, this is the, one of the main reasons. It's like, okay, we want to go to the USA. So she practiced more and more English and, you know, she, she like a become a, Bilingual, um, yeah, uh, I I, lo- I love the mountains and you know I love the landscape and I I check it out on the map. He say, hey, so this place is beautiful or, or looks like beautiful. It's like a, okay, let's do that. And just this is a, the reason we moved from this this part of the of the country. That is amazing. I can't imagine just uprooting your whole life. You know, you said you had a career, you had a business, you were married, and all of a sudden leaving to a new country that is unknown. What was it like when you came to the U.S. and you didn't know anyone and you didn't really speak English? What was it like starting building your life from zero? Yeah, (laughs) It's a pretty interesting question. So yeah, when I arrived there, well, right here, it's like a, I, I don't have any idea, but I, I mean, my English is like a 5%, just basically, basically worse. Um, it's like a, it's pretty tough, you know, the language. So the first, the first, like a barrier is a, is a English, of, of course. And then it's like a, you know, get into the culture because it's a it's a different. Normally, in my country were most friendly, and you know, like a we are loudy or we are maybe you know going to party and we invite somebody to your house, even when you don't you don't know these people. It's like okay, come on, your your home is my home. It's like a you know we are this kind of person. And well, in in Oregon, I feel like a family. Because uh, this this part is very interesting. In this inters like a kind kind person, because I you know I have the opportunity to travel to different places in America, and it's it's a different. But this is another history. Yeah, but the, I think that yeah this this the English is pretty tough 
It's pretty tough when you know somebody or even when you know the city. It's like, a, it's very ch challenging. Yeah, it sounds like there was a different culture that you had to learn, a different language that you had to learn. Um, how long ago did you did you come to the U.S.? So actually, it's like a six six years ago. Six years ago. Okay. Wow. And in the past six years, what was the most challenging part of your life that you? What was the most challenging thing that you encountered? I think I think getting into the American culture. I think this is the more the more challenging to me. Yeah. Because this is a, we talking before, it's like a, we are a different, we are many distractions in, in our life in, you know, in South America. It's like a, we, we don't have many a structure, you know, like, a, okay, so we, we should hang out and maybe, mm. you know, when, when I, 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 I try to hang, hanging out with, you know, some friends, it's like, a, okay. So let's do that. Okay, I, I could do that maybe in December to twenty to twenty one. Like yeah, a, you know the next year. Um, yeah, you know, it's pretty tough for me in the especially in, in this part because it's like a, in my country, it's just okay. Let let's do to the beach or let's do to the river. Okay, just tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. And just it's more spontaneous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's more spontaneous. And I think this is the mo most challenging for me. Mm. Yeah, because I, I can like a, I, I, I don't know exactly how it works, but it's, it's a different, it's yeah. totally total different. I hear you on that. I think there is a level of, there's just a level of comfort in being able to plan things very spontaneously. And I, I hear you. I think a lot of times people are like, yeah, I have a opening like at 5 p.m., like two weeks from now. Let's, let's hang out then. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it's so, it's in, you know, interesting because when I, I make a little gathering or a little party in my house, I invite, you know, the Americans, so, you know, some Venezuelan friends or Mexican friends, whatever. It's just, okay. My my party's open. I don't put the you know. So the, the party is start like at eight eight p.m. But they don't they don't have the the, the finish. It's just all yep. you know all night long. It's just yes. And um, you know it's that and my American friends say, hey, no, when they finish, he's like, no, no, no. It doesn't all, finish. <laughs> hey, it doesn't finish. It's just yeah. When you don't, you don't. It's just that's it. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. it's it's a. Yeah, I suppose it's, it's just the more harder part for the American, even when, you know, when know the different culture like, like my culture, because, oh, I don't understand this guy, it's pretty strange, or I don't know, because they have a, your, they have a structure, you know? I, I don't, I don't want to try to, you know, to change his mind, it's just, it's a, it's a different to me. That's, yeah, that's just, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. I think there are just differences between cultures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Now that you've been here six years, I imagine that you're settled down. Can you tell me a little bit about your current career and what you do right now? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I, I, I'm getting a bachelor on the tourists in my country. Um, yeah, I finished some, some course in the mountaineer and climbing there. And when I, when I started in America, I just finished some course in the, in the mountaineer center in Portland, Oregon. I just finished that 
um, start to the project we we used to do in Venezuela. It's like a loco por la aventura. It's like a, a project to the Latino community or the Latinx. We try to involve the you know the the, the Latino community, the Spanish speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, we we try to do outdoor, outdoor activities like camping, climbing. Mountaineer, hiking, kayaking, everything, and yeah, we we basically you know support them. Um, I I can you know speaking, I can offer the free course and you know everything for you know give the tools for the people don't have the opportunity or even don't have the you know the money to rent whatever equipment. Uh, I will you know like a support them. It's just like a this is. Part, part of my my mission in in the loco loco por la aventura. That's great, and so I it seems like you are able to support the Latin X community through loco por la aventura. And um, my next question for you is: as this is a podcast about creating change, and it, you already alluded to this before, but how do you think that you are creating change? Um, with what you're doing now in your career, so every day we we create the you know the opportunity to change our life from even you know the a little part of the world. I think you know my mission, like like I told you, is like a, you know generate more uh, interest for the Latino community, and I think every every step I, I made it is like a generate a change for the you know for the latino community because sometimes uh do you feel like a you know um like a trap into the corner do you feel like a you know nothing changed like a it's hard it's hard to move moving forward but i try you know like a moving a little pieces moving my the needles moving a little bit and try to be a, a little difference for those people feel like, feel like that. Yeah. Is there a big Latinx community in Portland? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what has been your favorite trip or project that you've done with Loco por la Aventura? So, actually, I have uh, many, many favorite places because uh, when I, you know, I made a, a little research before moving here, it's like a, this is the reason I decided to move from Oregon because I have many, many landscape, many national parks, many lakes. Um, this is this is pretty interesting area. I mean, all the, the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I think the the most beautiful I I, I saw is a Olympic National Park. It's a, too closer to the borderline between uh, USA and Canada. It's a beautiful area. It's like a pristine area. So you can watch the you know the, the mountain goats uh, like a masamas. You can watch like marmots. Uh, you know this beautiful, beautiful area. Wow! Yeah, I'm just imagining the the image as you're describing it, and I feel like all of us could use a little bit of traveling right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The the other thing is I noticed that. Um, Loco por la Aventura's website is only in Spanish, and I assumed there might be a reason behind that. So, um, is there a reason why your website is only in Spanish? Yeah. So, 
when I arrive to America, uh, I can find any any information, you know, in my language, in my local language. Um, well, I, I can use a Google Translate in this moment, but you know, you can find a, a specific information like, okay, how to do that or how to how to make that, or you know, this kind of information. You know, the specific description for the roads or you know the basic things. And I decide like, okay, so I I want to do that because. So I don't want to, you know, the, the people like me, you know, sp- spend more time like a research or looking, okay, ha- how to do camping or how, how to get the permit to go to this place or whatever place or, you know. And this is the main reason I, you know, I decided made the, the, my website in Spanish, you know, specifically for, you know, Spanish speaker or the Latino community, you know, generate more interest to, because... So the Latino community in general is a hard worker and they, you know, they, they get into, you know, war, world war, and they don't enjoy a lot, you know, the outdoor activities. And I try to be that, you know, a little difference. I try to be, okay, so you work Monday to Friday and try to go to the outdoor and enjoy yourself and, you know, take a break you know, and then it's like a, when I, I go to camping or I, I go to a door, basically, when I come back, I start, it's like a refreshing. A refreshing is like a renew every day or every, you know, every weekend after coming to my house. Again, it's like, a, wow, I start, I start from zero. I reshare my battery. It's a marvelous. Absolutely. I think it's so important to recognize that Language in and of itself can be a barrier in accessing information and also opportunity. And I myself forget that sometimes, you know, I take for granted that a lot of the information I need is accessible to me in English. And it sounds like with this project, you're able to empower your community through adventure and rejuvenating people's, you know, need for adventure. Um, Along those lines, I also want to ask, what advice do you have for youth in the Latinx community who are still figuring out their life and what they want to do and their passions? What do you want to tell them? Y puede contestar en español, así que puede hablar con ellos más directamente. Sí, bueno, yo pienso que, que una de las cosas es siempre como permitirte soñar, permitir crear que todo en tu mente, todo lo que tú te imagines lo, lo puedas lograr. Yo pienso que esa es una de las cosas más importantes que, que por lo menos a mí me ha permitido hacer las cosas que, que he podido hacer y disfrutar de, de las actividades de autor que han sido como en parte una, una vía de escape para el, esa, ese día a día tan ajetrado que todo el mundo tiene y de alguna manera eh, para mí ha sido una herramienta de crecimiento personal como 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 profesional también en el área. Entonces pienso que nunca debemos dejar de, de soñar y, y siempre, cada meta que tengamos, tendremos que seguir trabajando en ella para poder en algún momento lograrla. Pero nunca debemos eh, dejar de perseguir nuestros sueños. Siempre tenemos que seguir, seguir hacia adelante. Gracias por este mensaje tan poderoso. Y también pienso que soñar es muy importante y es, es algo que olvidamos hacer cuando crecemos. Y 
También nosotros vemos valor no solo en las personas más jóvenes que escuchan a las personas mayores, sino también en las personas mayores que escuchan a las personas más jóvenes. Y considerando esto, ¿qué le gustaría saber de la generación más joven? ¿Qué preguntas tiene para ellos? Bueno, algo que, que me causa un poco la atención es, eh, bueno, mi generación fue como que justo la generación que era 80 retro, pero que cambió a la era digital. ¿Cómo empezaron las páginas web? Empezó Google, empezó Facebook, redes sociales. Y de alguna manera he visto la evolución y no, o sea, no me ha afectado tanto. ¿no? Lo, lo que me llamaría la atención, o lo que le gustaría preguntar a, la, a las eh, generaciones más jóvenes, es cómo ellos se visualizan en un futuro porque básicamente ellos han crecido en una generación digital y creo que no se han dado la oportunidad, o no todos, pero pienso que una gran, bueno, la gran parte de poder salir a explorar, salir a escalar, salir, salir a conocerse eh, como, eh, como ellos, como personas, y, y si no simplemente como estar enfrascados en, en social media. O, pienso que, que es una de las preguntas que... Sí, me gustaría que una generación joven me pudiera responder en el sentido de cómo, cómo ven ellos las actividades de autor o si realmente o sea, les gustaría practicar las actividades de autor o simplemente se van a quedar en una generación digital que, bueno, la, la vida continúa y todo el, el humano debe evolucionar, pero pienso que también la tecnología en, en cierto aspecto también nos ha causado un daño porque hemos dejado cosas básicas atrás por ir a algo digital o algo que es eh, muy accesible a, 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 a solo un clic. Wow, gracias por esos pensamientos profundos. No sé si tengo la respuesta para ti y también tengo curiosidad por escuchar la respuesta. Um, creo que es inevitable que la tecnología sea parte de nuestra vida y Necesitamos aprender a vivir con uh, la tecnología de manera, ¿cómo se dice? Eh, balanced. Sí, ba balanceado. Ba ba balanceado, sí. Sí, uh, sí, sí. También quiero preguntarle si hay algún libro o película que le haya inspirado, que le gustaría sugerir a la audiencia o alguna frase que le gustaría compartir. Claro que sí. Eh, sí, de hecho tengo una película que pienso que es como mi, mi favorita en el tema de montaña. Eh, eh, también es un libro, está inspirada en una expedición del año 1985 de una escaladora, bueno, son dos escaladores, Joe Simpson y C Simon Yates. Ellos hicieron una escalada en, en una zona bastante remota en Perú y ellos eh, durante todo el proceso, obviamente pasan muchas cosas, interesante, pero lo más importante es como el, el, el reto de poder, eh, ¿sabes?, avanzar a pesar de las dificultades. Y pienso que esta película para mí eh, ha sido una inspiración porque me ha permitido eso. Siempre, tanto en la montaña como en la vida diaria, tenemos como que subidas y bajadas, como una montaña rusa. Y, y eso es lo que es la vida, básicamente. Y de hecho tengo también una frase que, de, mi, de mi inspiración, y es algo como, nadie logra lo que no se atreve. Entonces, simplemente seguir adelante con, con tus pocas herramientas, con tus muchas herramientas que tengas, pero simplemente seguir, 
Así sea un paso, medio paso, pero tú debes seguir avanzando para poder lograr la meta que tienes pensada. Pues, Aníbal, gracias por su tiempo y por estar con nosotros hoy. Um, ¿Hay algo más que le gustaría añadir que no le haya preguntado? No, bueno, gracias a ti por, por la entrevista. Eh, y nada, bueno, eh, cualquier, cualquier duda, si quieres saber un poco más del proyecto eh, Loco por la Aventura, tenemos nuestra página web que es www.locoporlaaventura.com eh, Bueno, para la comunidad latina, igual cualquier eh, americano o cualquier otro, otra comunidad que, que quiera participar, que quiera eh, hacer algún proyecto, estamos totalmente a la orden. Y nada, bueno, nuevamente gracias a ti por, por la entrevista. No, perfecto, Aníbal. Podemos compartir el enlace um, de tu sitio web con nuestros oyentes. Y gracias otra vez. Fue un placer tenerle en Sewing Change y yo aprendí mucho. <risa> gracias. That was Aníbal Rocheta on his journey from Venezuela to the U.S. and on his career as a professional outdoor adventure guide. To quickly summarize the end of the interview, I asked Anibal to give some advice to the younger generation and he said to allow yourself to dream, allow yourself to create in your mind and that everything you can imagine, you can achieve. He also said to enjoy outdoor activities as it's a tool for personal and professional development and to not ever stop dreaming and keep working towards your goals and, and never stop because we always have to keep going forward. Then I asked Anibal what questions he might have for the younger generation or what he's curious about and Anibal brought up technology. The digital revolution didn't affect his generation too much, but a question he has for those who grew up in the digital age is how they might explore and find time to go outside and find ways to get to know themselves and not just be bottled up in social media. He says that technology, in some aspects, has caused damage because we've left behind basic things to go to the digital world where things are more accessible. Then I asked Anibal if he had an inspirational book or movie to share, and he tells the story of two climbers who explore a mountain in Peru and weathers challenges together. The book, which later became a film, is called Touching the Void or Tocando el Vacío, And Anibal links the plot back to life, since, like climbing a mountain, life goes up and down like a roller coaster. And the quote that he shares is, Nadie logra no se lo atreve, which means no one succeeds if they don't dare. So it's important to keep going forward with whatever tools you have. You can learn more about Anibal and his work on his website, locoporlaaventura.com. To learn more about this episode and for a more complete translation of the Spanish portion of the interview, head over to our website at movingtheneedles.org. If you liked today's episode, please do subscribe to Sewing Change on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please do give us a review. Our show today would not have been possible without the help of Linda Tran and Fair Pisutisaran. Special thanks also to Judy Chen for designing our podcast cover. My name is Toffee Char, and this is Sewing Change. <laughs>